0: I'm Beth Davis, and welcome to Teachable Tuesday, where we discover God's heart and are changed by His Word every single week. And last week, we began a brand new series all about the heart. Last week, I was uh, on Instagram chatting with some of you gals, and now I'm more convinced than ever that we need God's Word. We need God's wisdom about our hearts, because our hearts are in need. Our hearts are hurting. And if you can relate to that. If you've got a heart that's in need heart that's hurting uh join me today join me for this series all about proverbs 423 so without further ado let's pray let's look to the lord for the healing the love the wisdom that we need in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen come holy spirit Lord, we settle ourselves in your presence. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're so attentive to our hearts. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak to our hearts, to change, to illuminate, to lead our hearts as we encounter you in your word and apply it to our lives thank you Lord Proverbs 4 23 keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life amen in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen that's right. We're just reading one verse. <laughs> we're, we're spending four weeks of this series, Heart Check, all about Proverbs 4.23. So let's pick up where we left off, shall we? A couple of weeks ago, as you know, it was Thanksgiving, uh, a holiday characterized by uh, family, by traditions, by gratitude, and food, right? <laughs> so this year, my family started eating early we had more of a thanksgiving lunch and i didn't have anything to eat before we all sat down to feast together so i was pretty hungry when i came to thanksgiving lunch but then shortly after i went to my second thanksgiving and at this thanksgiving there were some really unique and special dishes and i didn't want to offend anyone you know so i tried a little bit of everything except for the sweet potato casserole, which I tried twice. It was delicious. (laughs) So by the time I got to my third Thanksgiving, I was stuffed. I'd had lunch, I'd now had dinner by this point. It was late in the day, but I still, I wanted to see my people, wanted to spend time with them, wanted to chat. I didn't intend to eat anymore. But then my friend, she brought out this pie This specialty pie, and she began to tell us the story of this legendary pie place. She'd waited in line for over an hour to get this pie, and this was no regular pie. This was no apple or pumpkin pie. This was a mint brownie pie. Now, I'd never had a mint brownie pie. And as my friend told this story of the mint brownie pie, everyone around me is ooing and aahing. They've all heard of this pie place. They had friends waiting in line at this pie place. And yet here we were the lucky few. We got a pie from the specialty pie place. And so I thought, well, I'll take one for the team. You know, I'll have like a little slice. I'll try it. And this pie was just okay. It, it wasn't that great. I didn't really get it. I, I didn't get all of the hype. I'm looking around and other people are practically licking their plates. But for me, I just thought it was okay. Now that could be because I am a baker, and I have pretty high standards for tarts and pastries. But I think more likely, the problem wasn't my excellent taste my sophisticated palate (laughs) the problem was i wasn't hungry when we're not hungry when we're not really that hungry food doesn't taste that good no matter how good the food is it's not gonna delight us it's not gonna satisfy us it certainly didn't for me because i was already full and i think here our bodies have something to teach us about our souls they're illustrating something about our hearts and that is that if we're not hungry we won't taste much less crave the things of god we won't taste or crave the life of god which is the only life that will truly satisfy us if our hearts are already full there's no room for God. So let me ask you, what is your heart full of? Because it is full. What have you been consuming? Many of us are feeding and filling our hearts with the wrong things and not even on purpose. You see, everything, everything is filling and forming us. The music you listen to, that show you're binging on netflix the youtube videos you watch or the podcasters you listen to how you spend your time who you spend your time with what you talk about uh, what you did over the weekend how you uh, adjust and organize your schedule what commitments you take on what you talk about all of it is forming and filling us and the scary thing is most of that formation is passive it comes to us through entertainment through the media through our habits for better or worse most of the time those are unconscious right comes to us this input through our appetites our desires we don't even realize how much we're taking in Uh, we, we don't even realize what we're taking in there are so many sights and sounds there are noise and distractions Many of us are, are filling up on information that we don't even need, like what that guy that you went to high school with did for Thanksgiving. We know that. <laughs> we know that. Or we're concerned about things that we can do little more about than to pray for or give money to support. And yet this becomes our, our daily experience. Our hearts are full to overflowing. They're stuffed with this information. We get filled up full up with the world's junk food or fast food or just plain too much food you know what i mean too much information and input input and yet we're nutrient deficient we're taking in so much but none of it is what will truly satisfy satisfy us now you may be thinking beth this is not what's going on with my heart it's not that my heart is too full if anything my heart is broken my heart is is lonely my heart is longing and i feel that pain especially relationally right but can i tell you something some not all but some of that ache or emptiness that you're feeling is really a symptom of the same issue. The universal experience of every human heart is that we were made for perfect love. And nothing and no one on this earth can fulfill it completely. No one and nothing on this earth can satisfy that desire completely. And yet we pursue people and things trying to satisfy that soul craving and we end up sick from the effort that's the imperative of our verse this series proverbs four twenty three. keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life we must pay attention to what and who we let in our hearts we have to diligently watch over our hearts that means daily right again and again assess what we're taking in but become aware of and awake to all of the input all of the information that's that's crowding in all the time so that the pure and life-giving waters of the spirit can flow unobstructed from our hearts so first things first how do we detox from this steady diet of the counterfeit, of overindulging on what does not satisfy. Well, it's the great Catholic both and. We have to fast in order to get hungry. Okay, think about physical hunger for a moment. Being hungry, isn't something most of us are actually accustomed to, like a dictionary definition of hunger. More often, when we're hungry, when we're starving, right? we are just responding to the clock, telling us that it's time to eat lunch. Hunger, though, is defined as, get this, a feeling of weakness or discomfort experienced by lack of food and coupled with a strong desire to eat now our experience of hunger is usually just that second part right the lack and the craving think noon grumbly tummy chick-fil-a okay that's our definition our experience of hunger our hunger doesn't usually advance to a feeling of weakness or discomfort unless maybe you're hypoglycemic right raise your hand. Me too. (laughs) That's a description that you might think of as more synonymous with fasting this weakness or discomfort around not eating and you would be right. The whole principle behind fasting is that we forego food so that we become physically hungry that we feel that weakness that discomfort that that we're hungry we long for and look forward to food. That physical hunger hunger then makes us aware of our more necessary spiritual hunger. And I don't know about you, but I'm I'm sick of the fast food diet (laughs) that the world is offering. I hate that feeling of like losing time scrolling on my phone on Instagram or staying up too late because there's a new season of the crown on, and I'm just gonna watch one more episode which reminds me just last week i woke up early for prayer this is a new thing that i'm doing with the lord i I was finding that my time with him my like contemplative relational time in prayer with the lord was kind of getting the short end of the stick you know i was praying when i could where i could when i felt like it and um And it just wasn't working out. So I asked the Lord, when do you want me to pray? When do you want me to spend this this time with you? And immediately, I knew he was asking me to pray to be with him, to spend time with him first thing in the morning. Now, if you know anything about me, about Teachable Tuesday, you know that I go to 6.30 a.m. daily mass. And I would not describe myself as a morning person. So I kind of ran that by the Lord, you know. Normally, God, I'm going to 6.30 a.m. daily mass in the dark. It's winter. I'm already late. And now you want me to wake up at 5.30 to start praying. Okay, got it. Yeah, it was loud and clear. So now I am barely waking up at 5.30 in the morning to pray. And the whole point of this early morning meeting with God is that I'm with him before anything else grabs my heart's attention. I don't check my phone. I don't put in my contacts. I don't do anything else before uh, I sit up in bed. I turn on virtual Eucharistic Adoration and I spend time with Jesus. But last week, as I was trying to settle in, to still my heart, to enter into prayer and not fall back asleep, I. I became aware of of Queen Elizabeth that's right yeah I was thinking about Queen Elizabeth not the real Queen Elizabeth God rest her soul I was thinking about the actress who played Queen Elizabeth I caught myself kind of replaying a scene from the crown in my mind and at first I just I just kind of brushed it off you know as a distraction but it was persisting and so then I asked the Lord is there something You want to say about this, Lord? Is this a metaphor for something? No, no. Ultimately, what I've realized is that my mind and my heart uh, were then full from my Netflix session the night before. And you see, that's what's on the line. When our hearts are over full, those are the stakes. For me, that's where I feel it first and most is in prayer. And this experience with the Queen (laughs) in my 530 morning prayer, it was a real grace because I realized that I need to fast from this thing, this show that I think will bring me comfort or engage me. It's really well done, right? I could give you a lot of reasons why the crown is not immoral and sure, that's fine, but it's keeping me from the nourishing prayer that I prize the most that's the highest value from me. And so, I'm fasting from Netflix in order to have the nourishing prayer that I desire. And friends, if we don't start to wean ourselves off of all of the junk filling up uh, our our minds, our hearts our newsfeed, we won't be able to pray. We won't even want to. This is the thing our our desire our th- our taste, right? Our craving for prayer goes away because we're already full. So, how do we develop a hunger for what really matters? For the food that truly satisfies. And I want to give you just a couple of ways to make room in your overfull heart this Advent. First of all, ask. Full stop. Ask <laughs> it's that simple and rightly so because if you're anything like me you hear a message like this and you think I need to overhaul my whole life and really we seldom have the energy or the perseverance to do that and it's just not practical right we can't do all of the things at once we get overwhelmed and we end up doing nothing but I'm learning this that when I ask or that asking should become the first thing that I do. It's the first place that I go when I identify there's something going on in my heart or my life because the truth is I can't do it on my own. These are the words of Jesus. Uh, you can do nothing apart from me, you can do nothing. So this is where we begin. We ask, we talk to the Lord about what we've identified here these counterfeits, this overfull heart Um, this lack of and a desire for spiritual hunger and we ask for his help we ask for grace in matthew 7 7 jesus promises ask and you shall receive those are pretty good odds right that's a guarantee asking you shall receive when we ask god for what we need especially when we desire to grow in holiness and love that's a prayer god can't help but answer Besides, we, we don't usually know what we really need or where to start. I've learned this again and again with the Lord in prayer. Sometimes I think one thing is going on. I bring it to the Lord. I propose my solution and God shows me actually what's going on underneath that thing. What's really at the root that, that I couldn't see at all because I'm so focused on the symptom. So ask him. Ask Him to increase your spiritual hunger. Ask Him to give you a taste for the true, the good, the beautiful. Ask Him for a discerning palate. Ask Him to change your cravings from the junk food of distraction and entertainment and sin. And sin ultimately to what truly satisfies prayer, relationship with Him, scripture, good spiritual reading wholesome friendship and conversations ask and you shall receive and second fast i've been talking a lot about fasting today you've been hearing me talk a lot about fasting in recent weeks and that's probably not going to change because fasting has become for me an invaluable tool for spiritual growth and i used to dread it can i just tell you that like just during lent because the church was asking me for so little you know and i was such a martyr about fasting but now it's become a life-giving practice for me and i want you to have that same experience i want it to be a part of your regular spiritual routine too so if you're new to fasting as a spiritual discipline start here start with fridays okay fridays are the church's preferred penance As in every Friday, not just during Lent, every Friday of the year, the church asks us to fast, to abstain from meat. And if you have the big Blessed Is She Planner, you'll see we put that cute little flag every Friday on your uh, monthly, weekly planning page so that you remember to make this little sacrifice. Fasting from food, remember, makes us more aware of our spiritual hunger, more aware of our heart's deepest Desires. Makes us more aware of our need for God that nothing else will satisfy. But you could also fast from something else, right? You could fast from TV, from Instagram, uh, from dessert, from another coffee, right? From these little treats. Again, we're depriving ourselves, uh, we're making a sacrifice of something that we like or enjoy in order to increase our longing. For god to remind ourselves that our ultimate satisfaction and destiny is in heaven and finally this is an important one attach attach let me explain when jesus began his public ministry proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of god central to that ministry were his disciples not just one disciple, right? Not just a partner in crime. He had 12 disciples, a company of disciples, a community of disciples. They lived together, ate together, traveled together, prayed together. Imagine how much togetherness that is. And when they were finally, actually pretty early on, sent on mission by Jesus himself, he sent them two by two. He did not send them out alone. And as Christians, you and I are disciples too, which means we need community. You were never meant to do this life alone, especially the spiritual life. Imagine a single match. When you strike it, it sparks, and there's initially a very large flame, but on its own, It's really vulnerable even just trying to walk across the room to light a candle you have to kind of guard it and protect that little flame it's vulnerable to the elements it's a shy flame if you move too fast it goes out but if you put it with other matches pretty quickly it becomes a fire no longer a single flame but it grows and it spreads it produces more light and heat And friend, you need other matches around you to protect your flame, to keep the fire burning, to spread the fire of God. You need to get around other hungry people. Okay, listen to me. Not just other Christians. I'm talking about a specific kind of disciple of Jesus, another hungry person. Even one will do because i know sadly not everyone some people are on a maintenance plan with christianity that's not what we're doing here right we're pursuing the heart of god and we're letting him change us by his word that's why you're watching teachable tuesday today so you've got to get someone in it with you and prioritize that relationship uh, get intentional about that friendship even if it's not someone that you f- you feel immediate uh chemistry with do you have the same value Are you going after the same god are they hungry in the same way that you are or want to be hungry connect with them regularly share your prayer talk about scripture what's your spiritual reading start living life together because what the lord is doing in their life will fuel your own hunger for god and vice versa let it stir up holy jealousy for deeper intimacy and and to be the fuel for the life of virtue that you desire to lead when you start asking god to make you hungry and then you start to fast make room right uh from the false pleasures and promises that the world has to offer when you get around other holy and hungry people your heart will get right ordered you'll develop a, a taste for the things of God, the life of God. You'll begin to crave what truly matters, the only food that will really satisfy Jesus himself, the bread of life. So perhaps you're feeling a little overwhelmed, I hope not, or discouraged at the state of your tired or overfull heart. Don't worry, you're not alone. When Mary and Joseph were looking for somewhere to welcome Jesus into the world, they couldn't find a place. There was, famously, no room at the inn. But this Christmas, the savior of the world is coming again to be born in our hearts. He's looking for a place to lay his head. And the beauty of Jesus is that he's not asking for much he only needs a little space a little room the size of a manger so together let's pray now and ask the spirit to prepare the way to make room in our hearts the size and shape of a manger for our newborn king let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen come holy spirit Holy Spirit, we give you permission. We invite you to come in and to move things around, to bring in new furniture, to form and shape our hearts as a manger for the Lord Jesus. God, we desire more of you. And I pray a hunger, a hunger for for holiness, a hunger for more of you, God, to fill our hearts, a burning, a desire, God, to be with you, to be like you. And I ask for that grace, Lord. We don't know where to start. We don't know what to do, what to fast from, who to, who to talk to, who to get in community with. So Holy Spirit, we bring all of this before you. We ask you, Lord, to highlight one thing, What's the one thing, Lord? Where do we start? And help us to follow you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. We'll see you next week. Bye now.